Discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Roundtable. Coming to you from Beijing, I'm He Young. Good as always to have you join us. While intelligence quotient or IQ may open doors, it's emotional intelligence or EQ that sustains success and fosters meaningful connections. Do you agree? Young professionals in Chinese offices are increasingly investing in EQ classes to advance their careers. Can this investment provide them with a competitive edge? And we share with you what's made us happy this week in Roundtable's Happy Place. For today's program, I'm joined by Niu Honglin in the studio and Josh Cotterell on the line. First on today's show. In a competitive job market, having self-confidence and strong social skills can give workers an edge beyond pure skills related to their profession. This viewpoint is becoming more prevalent among Gen Z workers. Let's evaluate the importance of emotional intelligence in shaping career trajectories and fostering professional growth. Neil Holin,、mm. how important is emotional intelligence or EQ in the workplace? Well, in my In my opinion, emotional intelligence has something to do with understand your own emotions, recognize others' emotions, communicate with others smoothly, and all that is definitely valuable in a workplace, especially in the perspective of a lot of young professionals nowadays. They believe that while、well, in order to be a successful professional in the workplace nowadays, maybe I need more than just my professional skills. I need to deal with people as well, and that is only the positive side of the perception. Because some people believe I'm a hardworking, diligent worker, and the only reason that I'm not as appreciated as some of my colleagues is because I do not have the so-called high emotional skills that's required, and that is why. More and more young people started to, for a good reason or, in my opinion, a bad one, <laughs> wanted to sign up for such courses. They want to learn how to, for example, in the right moment, to toast to a boss or to、mm. um, stop struggling to decline trivial requests from colleagues or figure out the best angle to talk to a client. And、mm. that is basically what they look for in these emotional classes. Right. By the sound of it, emotional. Intelligence could be a huge umbrella term. There's a lot of things you can throw into this basket.、Mm. A lot of the things that you mentioned,、uh, Nyoholian, sounds like you know soft skills. And soft skills can become quite important when you're dealing with people.、Mm. So, Josh, in your opinion, is EQ as important as what a lot of people say it is these days? Well, I think that it really depends, doesn't it? It depends on your work, and if we look at How job markets are changing, then possibly, I'm not sure if it's necessarily、um, more valuable. I think it is becoming more valuable. Actually,、um, I think that in today's age, we are much more connected. Right? I think this is the major reason for this. I think that with smartphones, with social media, with instant messaging, with all of these things, then becoming integrated,、um, and basically everybody having the ability to be in touch with one another. Um, in an instant, it means that our soft skills,、um, however good or bad they may be, are really coming to the surface, right? Because、um, if we go back, say, forty years ago, before the internet, if you were to speak with anybody, it would either be via like a telegram, a phone call, or in person, right? But these days, everybody has to use their soft skills, even if you're 
doing a job where maybe um, that isn't really part of it. So I think this is possibly why it's becoming more important. Um, and I, I so so yeah, I, I think this is the reason. But I do agree with you guys that it, it definitely is an umbrella term, and uh, this is this is why it's a really interesting conversation because I think that although maybe we can agree on a a general definition of EQ, I think actually breaking it down into what it actually means is is really hard. And then it's also different between cultures as well. Yes, it is. And also it's different depending on, well, your situation in the country. And I don't know if this is directly relevant, but I'm saying this to echo what you just said, Josh, that is here in China, actually, um, there's a degree of truth what, with what you just said. But I also see with the changes in the economy and the job market within, let's say, the last 40 years in this country, I would boldly suspect that in the past, maybe there was more of the interpersonal skills that is important in one's career. Because back then, China might be less of a market economy, and therefore our relationship with the people around us, especially the person who has the power to give you a promotion, you kind of need to have good wenxi with that person and the people around your boss, possibly. But now, in the age of market economy, and this is, I think, a really great progress, that is, maybe we can truly okay, to some extent, rely <laughs> on the pure technical skills or can you deliver on your job? Of course, you need to see what kind of job it is. But if you can truly deliver the sales figures or whatnot, then your work speaks for itself. And there might be less of this reliance on, oh, good connection, good interpersonal skills or whatnot. But being good with people, if you're working with people, is always a really good predominant skill to have. So, yeah, I can totally agree with that. And in the meantime, I feel like now there are more possibilities provided for young people or middle-aged people or elder people out there. That is, you can choose your position in a company, in a workplace. You can be the one who's really, really, really good at people's skill. You can talk to everyone. You can co-work with everyone. You do not even have to pick your fixed group because you can be a member of any working groups. And that is definitely a good thing. You can also pick your position as someone who's bad at talking to people who can only do things on your own. But as long as you're really good, actually, I know people like that. They seldom talk to others yet. Like He Yang said, they deliver and that is okay. But all that being said, I think people have different understandings towards emotional intelligence. Some people view that as I would even say some people believe a good communication skill mm -hmm. fall into the umbrella term of emotional intelligence. That mm -hmm. is, if it can communicate clearly, if I can figure out a way to talk to people, cut to the chase in a really short time, convey my ideas and even persuade the other person to do what I wish them to do. That falls into the category of, I'm not talking about manipulating, just persuading, mm -hmm. <laughs> falling into the category of emotional intelligence. Some people believe managing their own emotions in a workplace is also important, mm -hmm. which I agree. If oh, you yeah. can stay cool under 
uh, high pressure situations, if you can deal with conflict, or if you can help others dealing with conflict,、mm-hmm. or if you can avoid awkwardness in a awkward situation. All those are very important skills. Oh yeah. The only kind of emotional intelligence that I do not agree with, or is something that I won't learn myself, is the kind that some people believe is useful, but less and less, fewer and fewer people, especially fewer and fewer young professionals in China, value. Is the one that He Yang mentioned earlier that the kind of skill you use to maintain the 关系 with your bosses aren't these the most important things? <laughs> <laughs> But it's really interesting how people are perceiving these different aspects of how do you survive、mm. in the workplace and also how do you thrive, especially when things aren't going exactly like you're you planned. Then you think about oh, is it that? I didn't give the gift in a proper manner, or、mm. did I say something wrong, or did I make the situation worse in the elevator when there was just me and my boss standing there?、Mm. And there are courses that have been designed to cover <laughs> all that ground, and it's really interesting. Like even I came across some of these.、Um, oh, me too. Yeah, pop-ups and.、Uh, Yeah, like one of the really popular ones is a entrepreneur, and she used to be a celebrity talent agent, very well known, surname Yang in this country. And I, I looked at some of her videos, and I think it offers a really good jump off point for people. And sometimes I think, especially for younger workers, you just don't know what are the options to respond. And also, an interesting thing here is that people feel that they can pay. To get the information, right, and they might do well as a result. Do you think this is kind of a new or unique phenomenon that is happening here? Not quite so much. I feel like paying for knowledge or paying for skills or just basically paying for content is something that has been getting popularity here in China for a couple of years already, at least. And just starting off, people pay for, for example, video games, pay for movies, and pay for different kinds of entertainment content at the very beginning. And then people started to pay for so-called knowledge. That is, you sign up for a certain course online, and、uh, you pay for that, and you get a teacher. Answering your questions and so much, and then this paying for、uh, emotional intelligence courses is something new that we observe that we're talking about today.、Mm-hmm. And I took a look of some of the. Really,、uh, bestsellers in this regard, <laughs> and I realize that they say they're teaching emotional intelligence, but they're teaching more than that. They're、mm. teaching communication skills as、uh. well. They use this ah, how do you toast your boss and year-end party as an allure and allure people in, and then it's actually the content I think is more valuable than just that. They teach you how to deal with a, a little bit of hostile. Colleague、mm-hmm. and or a difficult to handle client, and、mm-hmm. they teach you how to pick up cues when you know read between the lines, read the room, figure out when to be very confident and just stand up and talk about your ideas, and when to you know be silent and、uh, see what others have to say.、Mm-hmm. So, I think the reason that you can see some of these courses are not making a fortune, but at least are selling and being popular among young. Professionals is that they do actually teach you certain skills, certain techniques that you can actually apply in a workplace. All right. Well, Josh, 
are you content with the content that is being <laughs> provided here with these courses? And I mean, sometimes it's a little bit frustrating to think that for some people, they seem to naturally get it. But for others, yeah, you might need a little bit of help. Is it you either have it or you don't unless you start learning from a class? Yeah, well, I think that just as we mentioned at the start of this conversation, that emotional intelligence is an umbrella term and it's very multifaceted, includes a lot of things. And I think that some things can be learned and developed. And I do think that some things are maybe harder to develop, maybe maybe impossible to, if it really is just um, a, a really ingrained part of your personality or something like this. But I think things like self-awareness and mindfulness, you know, being self-aware um, of maybe your reactions to people or possibly about how much you're really listening to people. I mean, simple things like this. I, I think that these can be learned. I mean, learning to listen, I really think we can do that if if we want to, um, or at least learn the value of that and and start to understand that, for example, conversation is really a two-way thing. And then also understanding that for a lot of people, for example, people who maybe struggle to listen, it may be because they feel easily anxious or socially awkward. We know that um, speaking a lot about oneself can often be a sign of somebody not feeling particularly comfortable and confident, right? And we know also that emotional intelligence is often linked to confidence. So I think learning about all these things and um, going through some of these practices and through some of these courses can can be really helpful. Some things are, are more difficult for sure. I mean, because I think a lot of, a lot of emotional intelligence, what it um, surrounds and what it's based on is our own personal experiences, our life experiences. When it comes to things like, I mean, on an extreme level, things like trauma, for example, like some traumatic experience that someone might have, that's really going to influence the way that people interact with other people for the rest of their lives, right? Or maybe the culture that they're brought up in. We talk about these things as though they're black and white. They're really not, right? I mean, self-awareness and um, self-regulation and empathy and the way and to interact with someone, quote unquote, politely can be really different depending on the language you're using, depending on the person you're speaking to. So, I mean, to be really, really emotionally intelligent, I think you would also have to understand other cultures and other languages, which I think is true. I think probably if you can speak a lot of languages, you probably do naturally have quite a lot of emotional intelligence. I, w I would guess, right? But I, I don't know for sure. That is a very interesting point. And I do agree that in different cultural backgrounds, we would have different understanding or different standards almost about someone with a high emotional intelligence. And uh, that's the same. Or if we put things in a more meticulous kind of manner, that is if you're in different companies, actually their way of evaluating people with or without high emotional intelligence is also going to be different. And one thing I find a little bit ironic is that even though we're talking about emotional intelligence, sometimes I feel like less emotion in a workplace may even help. That is, some people 
I've came across a friend complaining about her colleague and saying that she would rather work with artificial intelligence because if you ask an artificial intelligence to change the design of a certain picture, they would do it instantly without complaining, without arguing it. It was a little bit funny, and that taught me maybe if I am asked to do something to make adaptations to certain work, and if the other party is. Uh, with good reasons, and I should listen to it and maybe try it out. Maybe making some changes would make the work better. So I guess that's the lesson I learned from my friend. And maybe these kind of little lessons and little realizations can also be taught with by these classes. I think that it is important to to note that when we use emotional intelligence, or when we use this word intelligence as well, I think it's everybody、um, or a lot of it's it's very easy for one to. Feel sort of、um, at a bit of a loss, you know. If you think that you have low emotional intelligence, you might think, "Oh God, am I stupid?" Right? Or、uh, <laughs> does that mean does that mean that I'm, you know, some, somehow lacking some sort of intellect or something like this, or I'm Ooh, incapable?、Yeah. As, especially especially if it's something that you can't learn, right? We often like to think of emotional intelligence as something that people naturally have. Oh, and some people are just more emotionally intelligent intelligent than others, but Again, I, I think that this is quite problematic to think about it in this way because there are definitely certain jobs that, well, it, they may not require as high emotional intelligence by the definition that we've been discussing in some ways because it is so broad, as we've said. I think those jobs、um, still require one to be extremely competent, capable,、mm-hmm. and intelligent in another kind of way, right?、Mm-hmm. So,、um, I, I mean, for example. I mean, if we're really honest, I, I think I can speak about myself anyway. I, the kind of work that we do, right? I mean,、mm-hmm. hosting and being on camera、uh, for myself, also being on stage a lot throughout my whole life, and things like this. I think that does require a certain amount of emotional intelligence, especially empathy when it comes to entertainment, right?、Mm-hmm. Thinking about your tone of voice, your pace, blah blah blah, interacting with the audience, keeping them interested, but at the same time. To be honest, most of the fantastic musicians that I've met are very emotionally unstable people. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if I should say I'm allowed to say that, right? That's okay. We、um, kind of know. So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you guys know, right? Like, it's just there's. So I mean, where where does that lie on this? Where where do where does this come into play in this whole thing? You know, is that a different kind of emotional intelligence? I, I don't know, right?、Mm. So. I think this whole thing is a bit too vague sometimes, to be honest.、Um, but yeah. Well, in that case, maybe we can、um, veil emotional intelligence courses among all the other courses. It's a skill that you can choose to have, or you can just ignore. You do not have to be a master of all the skills. It can be. The same, like playing a guitar or being really good with computers. It's something that might, most occasions, will help you to do better in certain occasions. But it's also not a must-have. And the good thing is, if you believe that you need to learn about it, now there are multiple courses that might help you. <laughs> yeah. So we've talked about how. Emotional intelligence manifests itself in different ways in different kind of jobs. What could be an action plan, or you know, 
sort of like a three-pointer thing that people could go about if they feel they really lack the emotional intelligence skills or the feels. This is, you know, starting to sound like an AA meeting. Hello, I'm <laughs> Young, and I feel I'm doing all right with my job and my job requires me to share emotions. <laughs> Maybe sometimes I do that a little bit too much, but hey, haven't really got the official <laughs> like reprimand of it. But the thing is, when I'm actually talking to people on WeChat or especially in an electronic way, which Josh has mentioned from the top of the show that people do so much these days, I feel I just don't know what to say. I truly envy people who I perceive who have high emotional intelligence, such as Neil Holin. <laughs> I mean... With her little fingers, she could formulate like a huge paragraph of words that really makes you feel better, offering comfort or consolation or whatever it is at the moment. And I can only come up with like one sentence. So yeah, like I don't understand, you know, how emotional intelligence can, you know, show up in different shape of um, forms. And, and it's something that you feel like, okay, on the one hand, you feel you're doing all right with it. And on the other hand, you feel like you're a baby still struggling to learn how to walk when others are running. And that's possibly an overshare. And I know Yoholin has something to say here, but but I want to hear what Josh says first. <laughs> no, sure. Well, I to be honest, though, I think that if we, if we look at the ultimate goal of of life, or at least we should look at the ultimate goal of life and all these things we talk about, intelligence, wealth, power, love, whatever, friendship, all these things, what what I what I think most people sort of the reason that we value all of these different things is because they uh, should help us to achieve happiness, right? And and if if one is to take that as a goal, which I certainly do myself, then I think that a lot of the things that we can see in emotional intelligence, when we look at all these courses, look at all these things that we can do, actually what they can help you to do is achieve happiness or at least peace in all of these different situations. So if you're highly emotional intelligent, uh, highly emotionally intelligent, that means that you're going to be able to detach yourself emotionally, for example, from a particularly stressful situation at work, right? You're going to be able to, as you said, Huyang, not worry so much maybe about how you interact with people on WeChat, a problem I have as well, a lot. I, I I really overthink so much about about this kind of stuff, which, why do I do that? You know, it gives me pain, right? But, and yeah, friend, and we're so self-aware, which is also, you know, it's supposed to be a good thing of emotional intelligence. Are we but too here, self-aware uh, though for our own good, you know? Yeah. So, self-aware in, in, in what sense? Self-aware for who, for what? right? Mm. I mean, we, I think we use this word self-aware and certainly we are, but I think there is such a thing as being um, maybe not too self-aware, but oversensitive in this regard. And I think that also yes. highly emotionally intelligent people, they, they also are able to understand and compartmentalize these different things, right? And say, okay, this situation, this conversation on WeChat that I'm having is going a bit south. It's not going the way I want it to. Maybe this person is getting the wrong impression of me. But I think that a lot of people with that level of intelligence, emotional intelligence are able to say, okay, that's fine. And they're able to leave it there, right? Mm -hmm. And then go back to their life 
and actually enjoy the moment and and be happy. Mm -hmm. So I think that I think that this is a sort of universal skill that uh, we can all benefit from to some degree. Mm, and in the meantime, He Yang, you're really good at communicating with people. Stop saying that you're bad you at are. it. Yes, you are. And also, people have different communicating styles. And when you use only one or two sentences, people understand the genuine love from the bottom of your heart. We sense that. And it's okay. You do not need a huge paragraph to convey the same meaning. I do that because I feel like I need to say really a lot of words, but you don't. And that is, in my opinion, high emotional intelligence and you provided a very good example of people who would uh, assume that they have low emotional intelligence that is if you feel like you have that problem you can communicate with your colleagues with your friends ask them what they think maybe they'll tell you that you do not have that problem that you do not have to sign up for a course like that <laughs> but if they really give you some suggestions you can also you know listen to it and make or don't make adaptations to your way of living. I agree with Josh. The ultimate goal is to achieve happiness for yourself. Mm -hmm. And uh, I've used that as my excuse like all my <laughs> life. And I've got one ultimate weapon that is come in here. <laughs> Mega bear hug from the bottom of my heart. Aww. And I just feel a lot of the times being authentic being mm. genuine and sincere and really mean what you say is important. But this solution does not work in the internet world. And I'm really <laughs> bummed out about that. So maybe I should just still have face-to-face -face contact with you guys.